Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Monday morning. Just 24 hours to go. One last push before the crucial midterm. It is November 7th. This is today. Down to the wire, a wall-to-wall weekend of campaigning in the battlegrounds. Candidates locked in neck-and-neck battles, bringing out the big guns. Honesty, fairness, opportunity, hard work. That's what America stands for. Vote Republican in a giant red wave. This morning, the races that will decide control of Congress and what our final NBC News poll is revealing. Taking aim, a new tropical threat on course for storm-weary Florida. Dangerous rip currents already being felt this morning. High winds and heavy rain on the way. We'll have your full forecast. Tweet storm, chaos at Twitter in the wake of Elon Musk's takeover. Nearly half its staff laid off, fueling worries about online misinformation with election day looming. The very latest straight ahead. Ready for takeoff. Passengers from coast to coast gearing up for the busiest holiday travel season in years. But could a possible pilot strike impact those plans? And how expensive will it be to fly home for the holidays? We'll ask the CEO of Delta when he joins us here in Studio 1A Live. All that plus the pot thickens. Tonight's Powerball jackpot grows to nearly $2 billion, the largest lottery prize ever inside the new frenzy for tickets just ahead. Today, Monday, November 7th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to today. It's nice to have you along with us. We're watching that new system that's forming in the tropics. It could pose a threat to Florida and other parts of the South. Dylan is in with the forecast for what's going to be a very busy week in the weather department. Well, it's going to be a busy news week. The final countdown is on to tomorrow's high stakes midterm elections. Yeah, major focus across the country as we get down to the wire. Three deadlocked Senate races in Georgia, Nevada and Pennsylvania. And voter enthusiasm is getting even stronger more than 40 million ballots already cast nationwide. That surpassed the 2018 midterms. In just a moment, we're going to break it all down with Steve Kornacki here in our studio. But first, NBC's Peter Alexander in Battleground, Pennsylvania for us this morning. Peter, good morning to you. Savannah, good morning to you. We're almost there, just one day to go, and voters are clearly motivated. That early vote tally that you just showed shows that we are on pace to set a new voting record for a midterms. And often in these tight races, it's the independents that decide things. One warning to the president's party, his approval rating among independents, just 28%. Just 24 hours out, optimism and anxiety with control of Congress up for grabs. This election isn't a referendum, it's a choice. Democrats bracing for a potentially turbulent election night, needing to outperform President Biden's weak approval rating in the mid-40s. According to our new NBC News poll, 8 in 10 Americans are dissatisfied with the economy. 
One positive sign for Democrats? They're closing the enthusiasm gap with 73% of them and Republicans eager to cast their ballots. Republicans had a nine-point enthusiasm advantage just a month ago. The Senate remains a toss-up with races deadlocked in Georgia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania where President Biden and former Presidents Trump and Obama converged to deliver closing arguments this weekend. Don't mope. Don't tune out. Get off your couch and do what? Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz's tight Pennsylvania Senate race could be decided in the moderate Philadelphia suburbs. Get your friends, get your families all ready to vote. And if we do this all together, we will win big time on Tuesday. In Georgia, Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock is trying to fend off a challenge from former football star Republican Herschel Walker. You have been putting in the hard work and the long hours, and it has made a difference. Put me in the game, coach. I'm ready to play. President Biden steering clear of key battleground states, instead heading to traditionally blue Maryland today after a stop Sunday in another Democratic stronghold, New York to support vulnerable Democrats, including the state's governor, Kathy Hochul, facing a late surge from Republican Lee Zeldin. Mr. Trump rallying Republicans in Miami, taunting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi just days after her husband was brutally beaten by an intruder. Crazy Nancy Pelosi. By the way, how's she doing lately? How's she doing? And teasing a 2024 presidential bid, taking a swipe at a possible rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, while declaring himself the frontrunner. There it is, Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Mr. Trump already coming up with a nickname for his potential primary rival in 2024. Just as seeing Mr. Trump and the president, President Biden, here in Pennsylvania this weekend, Savannah, may have been a preview of 2024, what could be a rematch. Back to you. All right, Peter, thank you. And here to break down some of these final numbers on Election Eve, NBC national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. Hi, Steve. So NBC has a new poll. Let's go to, right to that generic ballot. It usually is a telltale sign. And look, we show in the registered voters here a tie between the two parties. The big shift from our last poll, there's an uptick. We're finding an enthusiasm at the very end here among Democratic voters. That's their hope right now, that they have an enthusiasm burst at the last minute. Let's talk about the president's approval rating, because that often and translates to what we see down ballot on election night. And, and that is a little bit at odds with what you're seeing here in the generic ballot, because check this out. Our poll gives Joe Biden an approval rating of 44 percent right now. Put that in some perspective. Here's the recent presidents in our final poll heading into their midterms. 44 for Biden. That's right in line with Trump in 2018. His party lost 40 seats with Obama in 2010. His party lost 63 seats. You see the outlier, George W. Bush in 2002. His was the party that defied history, actually gained a handful of seats. So the Biden approval number, especially in the economy, it's right in line with presidents whose parties have taken it on the chin in midterm elections. So really what's at stake is who controls Congress, and that's going to come down to a handful of states. Yeah, let's look at the Senate where it's closest, 50-50 right now. Republicans needing a net gain of one. So here's three, probably the three top Republican targets and what the poll averages look like. They're close across the board here. Democrats are really hoping that Mark Kelly, the incumbent, can hang on in Arizona. He leads by a point in the average over Blake Masters. Nevada, Catherine Cortez Masto against Republican Adam Laxalt. Laxalt actually up a little bit in the polling average here. If Laxalt were to win this race, could that be the gain Republicans need to get the Senate? 
Senate. In Georgia, of course, the biggest wild card of all. Not only is it almost dead even between Warnock and Walker, there's the possibility this goes to a runoff. And all of this just underscores the importance of Pennsylvania, what you were just hearing Peter talk about, because this is the one opportunity Democrats really have to pick up a Republican seat. And if Fetterman can win this race here in Pennsylvania, they could absorb Democrats, could a loss in one of those three states I just showed you. All right. We'll see how it all plays out. It's going to be a long night, Steve. We'll see you tomorrow night. We're going to have the very latest as the polls open tomorrow on today. And as mentioned, a long night. Be with us. NBC News will bring you complete live coverage as the results start to roll in. We'll start at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific, right here on NBC. We'll also stream it on NBC News now. Hoda, over to you. All right, Savannah, thank you. Breaking overnight, a tropical threat is setting its sights on Florida. Dylan is in for Al this morning tracking that. What can we expect, Dylan? Well, Hoda, we are going to keep a close eye on this as we get towards the middle and end of the week. Right now, it is subtropical storm Nicole that we are keeping an eye on. It's its structure that's giving it that subtropical name as opposed to a tropical storm. It will likely transition into a tropical system, though, as it moves west. Right now, it's moving northwest at 14 miles per hour. Winds are at 45 miles per hour. It's expected to get close to the Bahamas, but look at how it meanders around before it gets to Florida. This is going to make it very hard to pinpoint exactly where we're going to see this storm go. You see, it's close to Miami by Thursday at 1 a.m. with winds up to 70 miles per hour. So it's not expected to strengthen into a major hurricane, but it is enough to bring some coastal flooding and, of course, the concern for winds and uh, the torrential rain along the eastern coast of Florida. So that is something we'll watch. For right now, though, we only have our tropical storm watches in effect for the Bahamas, but coastal flooding could certainly be an issue and something we will closely watch as we get to Wednesday, Thursday, when we'll have a better track on this storm. Savannah. All right, Dylan, thank you. Another major story this morning, an increasingly alarming situation playing out in Ukraine. New Russian attacks have damaged critical infrastructure there, knocking out power, water, and heat to millions of people, and the harsh winter is fast approaching. Officials say things could only get worse in the coming days and weeks. NBC's Molly Hunter is in Kiev for us this morning. Molly, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. This morning, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has had confidential conversations with top aides to President Putin. Now, the journal is citing U.S. and Western officials and reports that the aim of these conversations is to guard against the risk of escalation, not discuss a settlement to the war. Now, no confirmation from the White House. The Kremlin declined to comment. A surprise, unannounced visit from Jake Sullivan over the weekend meeting with President Zelensky and top Ukrainian officials to underscore America's steadfast support. As Russia continues its assault on critical infrastructure, Zelensky says at least 4.5 million customers across the country are without power, most of them here in the capital. This comes as Kremlin officials have started de-escalating their rhetoric regarding the use of nuclear weapons. But the southern city of Kherson, where Russian troops have appeared to pull back, is still on high alert. This morning, reports that power is completely out as the key battle for that strategic city looms. Near Kherson, in no man's land in southern Ukraine, an extraordinary scene. The first all-female prisoner exchange two weeks ago. This morning, two of the women speaking exclusively to us. 108 Ukrainian women, most of them soldiers, returning home. Including 27-year-old Elena Medina and 47-year-old Ludmila Krevchuk, both combat medics captured in Mariupol. Just three days into the war, 
Ludmila called her two daughters to say goodbye. In mid-April, she had a choice, surrender or fight her way out. She was captured April 12th by Russian soldiers and for seven months, she says, shuttled from prison to prison. The Ukrainian government has said Ukrainian POWs have been tortured. The women say they're under orders not to speak in specifics. I know you can't speak about your own treatment. Did you hear of other prisoners being sexually assaulted, of other prisoners being tortured? No, in fact, over the weekend, Ludmila, with her younger daughter by her side, was granted leave to reunite with her oldest daughter. 21-year-old Vlasta left Ukraine in April, not knowing if her mother was still alive. <laughs> that hug right there, you guys, more than eight months after Ludmila called her daughters to say a final goodbye from Mariupol on the third day of the war. Now I asked both women if they would go back to the front line when they were done with their rehab without hesitation. They both said yes. Savannah? Oh, heartwarming to see them together again, Molly. Thank you. All right. Let's turn now to a new fallout at Twitter. After a new owner, Elon Musk, laid off nearly half of the company's 7,500 employees, many reportedly in positions that monitor hate speech and misinformation on that site. NBC's senior tech correspondent Jake Ward has more on that. Hey, Jake. Hey, good morning, Hoda. Just days after Elon Musk took control of the social media giant, paying $44 billion for it, he suddenly fired a huge chunk of the staff, raising questions about the company's future and its ability to moderate content and misinformation with the midterms now just a day away. This morning, billionaires debating the direction of the site that has an outsized impact on the spread of information just before the midterm election. Elon Musk tweeting overnight, Twitter needs to become by far the most accurate source of information about the world. Former owner Jack Dorsey replying, accurate to who? In a report from Bloomberg unconfirmed by NBC News, the company has reached out to dozens of fired employees to ask them back because some were laid off by mistake, according to two people familiar with the moves. This just days after Elon Musk suddenly fired roughly half the staff. I found that my uh, work laptop was remotely wiped and access to Slack and Gmail revoked. Sources within the company say the layoffs include staff that filtered out hate speech and studied misinformation. Critics now worry that Twitter's ability to police misinformation is compromised with the midterm elections only a day away. There has to be guardrails so individuals are not misled. Misinformation is not dominating the public discourse. New studies show the day Musk took over, hate speech also spiked on Twitter, but don't speculate as to why. Researchers found use of the N-word increased by nearly 500 percent. To raise revenues, Twitter plans to offer users verified accounts for $8 a month, though it's unclear what steps the company is taking to verify these accounts. This while some users took to impersonating Musk's personal account, including comedian Kathy Griffin, who was later suspended. Musk, a self-proclaimed free speech absolutist, tweeting that going forward such handles that don't clearly specify parody will be permanently suspended. Several major companies now pulling their ads from the platform. Musk, who tweeted he had, quote, no choice about the layoffs when the company is losing over $4 million a day, spoke out about the advertiser backlash. This is despite us doing everything possible to appease them. 
um, and to make it clear that moderation rules and hateful conduct rules have not changed uh, and we're continuing to enforce them. Twitter, whose press team also was largely laid off, did not respond to our request for comment. Now, Hoda, on top of all that, a class action lawsuit alleges the company did not give ousted staffers adequate notice under federal law, but Musk says he will offer fired employees three months of severance. Yeah, Jake, there are also uh, reports of potential layoffs from the Facebook uh, parent company Meta. What do you know about those? Yeah, enormous changes in the tech world. The Wall Street Journal reporting that Meta is preparing to notify its employees about large-scale layoffs this week with thousands of jobs potentially being cut. Now, Meta would not comment to us, but in investor calls, Mark Zuckerberg has spoken openly of possibly operating with fewer employees. Hoda? All right, Jake Ward. Jake, thank you so much. Let's go to Dylan, get the rest of the forecast. Hi, Dilly, Dilly. Good morning again, guys. Yeah, across the country, things are fairly quiet for today. In fact, nice seasonable day right through the Plain States with temperatures in the 50s and 60s. Record warmth, though, expected across the Northeast. We're looking for highs about 15 to 25 degrees above average. A few spotty showers down along the south and out west. That's where we've had storm after storm after storm kind of make its way on shore. So that means more rain along the coast and mountain snow, about 6 to 12 inches of snow possible in some of the higher elevations. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan. Thank Thanks, you. Dylan. Just a correction. Yes. The Butker field goal was 28 yards, not 28 years old. 28 years old. <laughs> that we're giggling. It's Monday. We got a case of the Mondays exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. Coming up, the biggest case of Powerball fever ever with tonight's world record jackpot. Nearly $2 billion. And Sam, I hope you're buying tickets for us. Technically $1.9 but who's keeping track? It's Savannah. Of course, I have one for every single member of the Today Show staff over here. I'm glad that you asked. By the way, what is more indulgent than planning out how I'm going to spend $1.9 billion? We're going to give you some good ideas. But also, anyone wondering why these jackpots are so high right now? Billion-dollar jackpots, is there a reason behind that? There's actually several reasons. We'll walk you through it after this. All right, cool. We want to know. All right, plus the holidays are just around the corner. Millions of people gearing up to travel. So will the airlines be ready for the rush? We'll get an inside look at what Delta is doing to prepare when its CEO joins us live. But first, this is Today on NBC. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Now 7.30. What a welcome sight here at 30 Rock. That's our rink. It's open. It's open for the season. Okay, it may be 70 degrees in New York. Not exactly <laughs> ice skating weather in the Northeast, but trust us, they'll be back soon enough. 
Tom's here. Tom, are you a skater? You can yeah, you, no. You, I'm from Miami. You, I'll skate. you never know. But it's you funny. Know. People were out there yesterday, and there was ponds everywhere. Yeah. But they wanted to ice skate. Yeah. I know. It's, it's so like weird. 75, but yeah. you know what? Cold. It'll be cold soon enough. Yeah. 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 Craig will be here a little later. He's got a story with us from Kansas City. All right, cool. All right, All right. Let's get to our 730 headlines. North Korea's military said today its recent barrage of missile tests were practiced to, quote, mercilessly strike key South Korean and U.S. targets. North Korea fired dozens of missiles and flew warplanes toward the sea last week, setting off evacuation alerts in some areas of South Korea and Japan. U.S. and South Korean officials responded by saying they would enhance their joint training drills and warned the North that the use of nuclear weapons would result in the end of Kim Jong-un's regime. Apple says it is scaling back on production of the iPhone 14 due to COVID restrictions at its main assembly plant in China. The company says the factory is operating at significantly reduced capacity and it warned that it would ship fewer units and that customers would experience longer wait times when ordering those devices. In recent weeks, the factory has grappled with employees fleeing the facility because of its strict COVID policies and outbreaks. Well, let's go to tonight's Powerball drawing. Has folks all across the country really dreaming big. At nearly $2 billion, the jackpot is the world's largest ever. NBC Sam Brock's down in Florida to put the excitement into perspective, if possible. Hey, Sam, morning. Technically, it is possible, and that's what really keeps us going here, guys. Good morning. $2 and a dream. I have my Powerball ticket. Just so you know, there are some numbers that pop up more than normal. 61 and 24 for the Powerball are the most common draws. What do you know? I have them filled out right here, and as we already promised, you get a share of the winnings for sure when this, of course, becomes that next ticket. So I'm going to come over here. My friend is going to help cash this out. Let me give you my ticket. $2. Good morning. So what are my odds right now, guys? One in 292 million, which is to say that if every single person over the age of 18 in the United States bought one of these tickets, someone would likely win. And yet, we have now gone 40 drawings. This is a record-tying 41st without a winner. Putting that aside, just those, you know, minuscule odds for a second, let's talk about what you could actually buy should you win $1.9 billion. We just finished the World Series. Let's start with Major League Baseball. There are 17 teams right now that are valued by Forbes at $1.9 billion or less. Of course, that includes the Miami Marlins. They're at the very bottom of the list for a relative bargain, $990 million. The Houston Astros, just a little bit above that at $1.98 billion. In case you're wondering, the Phillies, 2.3 billion. We cannot afford to buy Philadelphia. As far as, you know, private islands, also potentially a good idea there. You have a series of five of them that we found on Sotheby's. The first one is Cat Key and Bird Key, collectively 270 acres of land in paradise, aquamarine waters, lush green trees. You're talking about $50 million for that. In fact, if you bought all five islands that you're seeing on your screen right now, from the Bahamas to Brazil, you would still have $750 million left from your lump, lump, say, uh, I should say, lump payment, lump sum payment of $930 million. And then lastly, this is my favorite part here. We're in Miami, of course, we're right off of Calle Ocho. The cafecito, this is a staple of Miami. If you bought a cafecito and a tequeño, and I know Tom from Miami yeah. <laughs> knows exactly what I'm talking about here. This collectively, if you did this three times a day, I could do that every single day for the next 277,000 years. <laughs> 
and I would be set on coffee. So really, it's just a matter of priorities. You want a private island? You want a cafecito? It all works out. You'd be hyper, too. I was going to say, he'd be jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, we need some cafecitos yeah, for oh my election God, it's night so tomorrow. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, my so God. Good. That's going to be a marathon. Hey, by the way, Sam, so I was curious about paying out this jackpot. That's a lot of money for the lottery to pay out. Is this thing completely funded from ticket sales? It is. So the ticket sales are what drive it. But a lot of people, Hoda, are going to want to know, why is it suddenly that we've seen all these billion-dollar jackpots in recent years? There's a few explanations for that. One of them was that a few years ago, in 2015, they added the number of combinations that could get you a winning ticket, which is to say it cut the odds almost in half of actually winning. So it takes longer now. These jackpots just build up over time. A larger percentage of the revenue is also going now directly to the winnings, a little bit less to the states. But lastly, and this is fascinating, higher interest rates. When you talk about the annuities, because one of the options is paying out over 29 years, higher interest rates mean that the annuity total also goes up, which is why all of a sudden now we are seeing these nearly $2 billion prizes. And in case you're wondering which states in the country have won the most frequently, the Midwest appears to have the luckiest sort of vibe going on because you have Illinois number one and Missouri number two, followed by Minnesota. So basically, you want to go to the Midwest to buy your tickets and then everywhere else, you know, good luck to you. Okay. Those are your wow. odds. All right, Sam, thank you. Would you guys take the sports team or the island? Oh, the, island. the island. Island, is, me too. Oh, yeah, 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 sports team sure. is too much stress. Yeah. All right, just ahead, you guys are going to love this. From Dolly to Duran Duran, inside the superstars who stepped out over the weekend for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. But first, I can't miss interview this morning if you're planning to fly over the busy holiday season from ticket prices to navigating the crowds we'll ask the ceo of delta airlines what to expect right after this ready for a new and exciting career challenge at dhl supply chain you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world we're recognized as a best place to work where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back. The holiday season is right around the corner. And of course, for many of us, that means flying to see family and friends. But after a summer that was filled with cancellations and chaos at the airports, are the airlines ready to handle the year-end rush of passengers? Joining us now is Ed Bastian. He's the CEO of Delta Airlines. Ed, good morning. Good to see you. Uh, I was in the airports this weekend. Packed. It was packed. Are we at peak travel? Is this the busiest you've seen it in years? We've been at peak travel for basically the entire year. Pretty much since President's Day. Yeah, after two years of customers not being able to get to the people, the places, the experiences that they really want to be at, everyone needed to get out. And we've seen that stay right through the entire year, and the holidays will be strong well, as well. Well, a lot of people have a very, very strong memory of the summertime when there was all that airport chaos. People couldn't get where they were going, canceled flights, long lines. Well, here we are. Now we're knocking on the door of Thanksgiving. 
Have you resolved all of those issues? Do you have enough pilots, enough planes, enough customer service, a plan if the weather's bad? Are you guys ready? Yes, 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 and yes. Yeah? Uh, Delta is known for its high quality of service and the very best people in the industry, and we are ready. We've been, in fact, back since pretty much the second week of July running the high quality of reliability and service excellence that our customers expect, and that's going to continue. through. We've hired 25,000 people since the start of last year. And there was a lot of training and experience that needed to be acquired, yeah. but we're ready to go. And we're expecting over 5 million people for the Thanksgiving week, and we are absolutely prepared at Delta. Let's talk pilots for a second, because there is the threat of a pilot strike looming, not just with your airlines, but among others. Mm -hmm. uh, because there is this 30-day period, it can't happen by Thanksgiving, but it is a possibility that the pilots could go on strike for Christmas. What is your game plan if that, in fact, happens? There's no, there's no possibility they could there's go on no strike for Thanksgiving, Christmas, or any time. Not Christmas? The, no, absolutely not. We, have, we are in mediation with the National Mediation Board, and there are many phases and stages yet to go. We're actually a lot closer than people like to think in terms of trying to get this deal done, hopefully soon. It's a tactic that all the unions, in fact, all, as you say, all the airline unions, pilot unions have, have deployed. But the reality is that we have the very best pilots. They already are the very best compensated. We're going to make sure they stay mm -hmm. the best compensated. So there won't be any issue. But there's so there's no way that the pilots could go on strike by Christmas. Time. It would be it'd be against the law of the country uh. if they did. So, so I, I say that with confidence. There's no strike. Coming. OK, let's talk about airline seats, because the FAA was just talking about these. They're super duper small. Tall people can't fit in them. I've I mean, I was just flying over the weekend and I was in a seat and I felt totally jammed up. And I thought, wow, if I had to get out of here, if there was an emergency, I don't it would be difficult with everybody who's jammed in these seats. Do you think it's time that that the FAA or the airlines did something about the size of these seats, just given the fact that so many people are taller and bigger than they've ever been before. Well, at Delta, we haven't changed the seat size uh. or the pitch in many, oh, really? many years. Absolutely. Uh. In fact, we've gone just the opposite. We've added a significant number of additional legroom seats in a Comfort Plus or Premium Economy cabins or Delta One. So on, on a Delta flight, any new plane that we're taking today, at least one third of the seats on the planes are actually larger seats than ever before. And then we've, we have not compromised seat quality because we know seat comfort is one of the most important yeah. things, reasons why you choose an airline. Do you, do you think overall the FAA should step into this or is that something you want to weigh I, in? You know, I'm not going to weigh in. I'll yeah. let the FAA decide. Uh, our seats are safe and the FAA yeah. has endorsed our, our seating pattern. Let's talk ticket prices because that's the other thing a lot of people are saying. You click on to buy a uh, a ticket somewhere and the prices are so sky high. Is that something that people can expect because of demand or is that something that we can expect to go down? Well, there's two things happening. One, the demand is, as you said earlier, off the charts. Yeah. So demand is driving a lot of that pricing. Fuel prices are also up. So that's yeah. also uh, driving pricing. And the other thing, at least at Delta, we still have about 15 percent of our capacity yet to return, mm. hasn't returned. It'll be back by next summer. So as we bring more and more flying, which we're doing gradually through the pace of the spring and summer, that'll take some of the pressure okay. off pricing. So are you going to travel over the holidays? I'm going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. My daughter is due with our first grandchild. Ah. And I'm so excited to see that baby. And so I'm for a change not traveling for the holiday. 
Well, congratulations, future grandpa. It's good Thank to you. see you. Thanks for joining us, Thank uh, Delta CEO Ed Bastian. Thank you. Let's throw it over to Dylan. All right, guys. Well, if you're flying today, uh, we do have some good weather across the country. So let's focus on the heat because so many areas, about 19 states, could break record high temperatures today. Look at Knoxville. We're forecasting high of 76. Speaking of Atlanta, 81 degrees for a high today. The record is 79. Go up into Baltimore, mid to upper 70s. Boston, 75 for your forecast today. Now, along the east, Coast tomorrow and Wednesday will be cooler, but the heat is sitting right back behind it. Look at tomorrow in Minneapolis, 50 degrees. That's six degrees above average. Omaha in the 60s. Wichita, Kansas, 69 degrees. Indianapolis, 60 degrees. And as we look into the next couple of days, Chicago will stay in the upper 60s, lower 70s until about Friday when it drops down into the 50s. Cleveland stays in the 60s. New York again Tuesday, Wednesday. We drop back down into the 50s, but then we're right back into the mid 60s as we finish off the week. So the warm air is coming. So what's the trend? for next week? Well, it looks like we'll finally tap into those November-like temperatures, actually a little bit colder than average for most of the country next week with a little bit of warm air still hanging on into New England. As for the wet weather, I think it'll mostly be up and down the East Coast next week, but we are looking for uh, the chance of possibly just dry, quiet conditions as we go into next week as well. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan. Thank thank you. you. Still ahead, Craig is live in Kansas City. What a night overtime win, a good game, and he's going to chat with the Chiefs' dynamic duo, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Fun little field trip there for Gregor. Yeah, their friendship off the field and how it fuels their success on it. But first, these messages. We're back. Carson's here. You guys remember that time that Ashton Kutcher was here and was pounding beers with him? Why am I talking about that? It worked. He was so excited to get back and have another beer with Savannah. He ran so fast during the marathon, he raised a bunch of money. Wow. We'll tell you how much exactly uh, for a great, great cause. What a moment that was. All right. Also, guys, the very spirited class of cast of Spirited. We're dying to see all these stars coming up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.